Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollert Show. I am so glad that you stopped by for another week as we talk salt. We are always striving, always striving to support abundant living today in all that we do. And today, we are going to talk salt in our finances. I have a very special guest that is going to be joining us, Krista Nalgian, and she helps moms start on a journey to financial freedom. Her story is amazing, and she really helps moms with some common money mistakes that we all make, and she offers some really great solutions so we don't fall into the natural pitfalls. So stick around. We're going to really dive in in about 15 seconds. Krista, welcome to the program today. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing? Very, very good. I am so, so glad that we have this chance together to talk, to discuss something that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about. It's money. It's money stories, money journeys, money troubles. And I am just so thrilled that you have a story and some solutions that you're going to come and uh, help us out with today. Well, I'm really excited to share. Thanks for having me. So before we actually get started, you have a very powerful story and you have a great program and you have some three steps that we're going to really dive into. But before we do that, I really want the audience to really hear your story. What was going on in your life that led you to be so passionate about this journey, this endeavor, this life passion in finances? Because of your journey, you're helping others. So talk to us a little bit about where that started. Yeah, definitely. So my husband and I, when we were newly married, found ourselves in quite a bit of debt. And, you know, I think sometimes when people hear about someone with tons of debt, they think, you know, oh, they must have been really irresponsible. That's that's how that happens, right? But honestly, most of the time with a lot of the women that I work with and was the case for us, it's uh, the product of when you have a lot of life that happens all at once and you don't have that emergency fund to catch you that's sometimes what can happen. And so my husband and I, we met in college and both of us had taken out student loans to be there, which, you know, a lot of people take out student loans. So it wasn't anything that was alarming to us at all. We just thought, well, we'll just get through college, we'll get jobs and then we'll pay it off. No problem. So we did all the quote unquote, right things that people tell you to do. We finished college, we bought a house, we got married and we were starting to plan for a family. And my husband came to me and said, I think I want to go back to school and become a teacher, which would mean he would need to get his master's. And so I thought this is perfect because he's, he's going to be an amazing teacher. So let's just get through this season and then he'll be a teacher and it'll be great. So he started going back to school. And around that time, we found out that we were expecting our first baby, which was really exciting, but also very scary at the same time. But I'm kind of an eternal optimist type. So just thought, you know what? It's fine. We'll get through his schooling and then we'll, we'll be good. So when she was born, he was doing his student teaching. And if you know anything about student teaching, at least where I'm from, you, you don't get paid at all. So then we have the original student loans. We have the new student loans and we have a baby and no income. So it was a lot all at once. And 
he finished the student teaching and then found out from some of the teachers that, hey, just a heads up, they're starting to lay off teachers. You might want to look elsewhere for a job. So it was a huge blow. He was very excited about being a teacher, but there is a happy ending. Years later, now he is a teacher. But at the time, it, it, <laughs> it, it didn't work out at the time. And so we had started racking up some credit card debt because we were just using it to live off of. And he took whatever job he could find. And we were grateful for that. But I decided my job in this season is going to be that I'm going to save our family money. I'm going to figure out how I can support on that end. And so I did what most people do. And I Googled and I looked up how to budget, how to pay off debt. And the first thing that I decided to tackle was groceries because that was something that I felt like I can do this. I, I didn't know how to do everything else, but I could at least start saving our family there some money there. So started saving us about three to $500 a month. And I thought, wow, okay. I did that. Now what's next? And so it just kind of like snowballed really into, I would conquer something and then I would move on to the next thing and move on to the next thing. And I just realized there's people that need to hear this because money is kind of a taboo topic. People don't like talking about it. It, It's scary to some people. And so I just started sharing and I learned that there was a lot of other moms who were in the same boat, but were afraid to talk about it. So it really just started there and has really evolved over the years. I love that story. And I cannot wait to hear how maybe a little bit more, even as we kind of dive in how you, you saved three and $500 on growth. Oh yeah, definitely. Huge. Oh my gosh. And you know, just hearing your story with your husband. Uh, We have people from the twenties all the way to the sixties, you know, who listen in our show. And I believe that there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from the work that you've done and how you've actually put together a plan that can really help just us average people really conquer some of these financial things. And I believe that there's a lot of women out there who feel like, they should be a lot further along in their financial goals, but they don't know where to start because they feel like they have to sacrifice things in their life. And you found really a a program. You created a program that really helps baby step this, but really it, it's very com- it has a compounding effect. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and you're so right. I think that sometimes it can be overwhelming with where to even start. So my hope is that with my program and the work that I do that I'm able to break it down in a bite-sized pieces and make it manageable for moms. Well, wonderful. Well, I can't wait to dive in. So I know when we talked, we talked several times before this podcast, you really have three steps that we're going to focus on and I'll kind of set the steps up, but you just dive in and kind of explain them. Okay. okay. So you shared step one, if you're wanting to get started but unsure where to start, gosh, isn't that all of us, you say pick one income increaser and one expense decreaser to focus on for the first month. Talk to us about that. Yeah. um, So when I was starting myself and I was Googling, there is so much information that comes up and sometimes it can cause us to just shut down and say, well, forget it. Cause this is way too much. I don't even know where to start. So if you just decide this first month, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on finding one thing I can do to increase our income. And one thing I can do to decrease our expenses, you're going to get that win and feel like, okay, now, now what can I tackle next? And so when it comes to increasing your income, I think a lot of people are like, oh, does that mean I need to go, you know, drive for Uber or 
Instacart or those, those are the things that our minds immediately go to. But I always encourage my clients to start with what you already have in front of you. And so if that looks like a a Monday through Friday job, can you ask for a raise? If you work a job where you have shifts, can you take extra shifts? If you are a stay at home mom, you know, are you doing carpool already? Can you have a carpool service where you're picking up and dropping off other kids? You're already doing that anyways. Can you now monetize that? So what are some things that you're already doing that you can monetize? So there's lots of ways that we can do this. So that's really the income portion of it. Now, expenses, that can be pretty easy to do, especially if you haven't taken some time recently to go through that bank statement. But there's probably a lot of things in there that you forgot are even coming out of your bank account. So you could probably go in there and get rid of some things that you're spending money on or just decrease in certain areas. If, if you really enjoy your coffee, then maybe let's go to once a week instead of every day. But how can we decrease an expense to get us started? Oh my gosh. I so resonate with what you're saying about go through that credit card statement. I did that a few years back. And when I was really, you know, itemizing, I thought, where are these, they call them the recurring charges, you know? Yes. And I thought, I've just got to shed some of this stuff and get rid of it. And a lot of times it's been over the years and I just, I just forgot about it. And mm-hmm. just getting rid of four things that are $25 a month, that's a hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. And it makes a difference. So you're, yeah, you're absolutely right on that. And, you know, I was one that, you know, was kind of a, okay, drive through the Starbucks and treat myself. But now guess what? I have my Mr. Coffee coffee pot and I get my Dunkin' coffee. Mm -hmm. I I enjoy that just as much uh, sitting at home. There are little things that we can do. I, I love that. So recouping number one is start out, pick one income increaser and one expense decreaser to focus on for the month. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that you said monetize what you already do. Mm -hmm. How clever is that? Because we're all doing something. So that's fantastic. Okay. So the second thing that you say is prepare now for a future tight money season. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So I think sometimes we wait until we have the emergency to then try to figure out how we're going to handle that emergency. But it's so much easier if we have that safety net of an emergency fund built up. And so preparing for that season looks like prioritizing, putting extra money now into that emergency fund if you don't have the emergency fund. And we've had two seasons that I can think of even since that initial story that I told where we had a a massive drop in income pretty much overnight. And, but they were two different scenarios. The first one, we did not have an emergency fund and oh my gosh, the stress that that caused in that season. Uh, The second time we had an emergency fund and it night and day difference in how it felt. So I know we all think that, you know, we're fine. Nothing's going to happen, but things happen. And so having that is just going to make your life so much easier. So preparing for that is huge. I think when we, you know, set some time aside and and you were, you know, we were talking and you were sharing, it was in this topic that you had some brilliance of insights. um, And I found myself in there and you were talking about something called big boulders and small pebbles. Can you, can you expound on that for me? Yeah. So I think when most people start thinking about how am I going to fund this emergency fund, they think about 
the little pebbles first. So I'm going to cut out my Starbucks or I'm going to cut out the Netflix. And those things are great. I'm not saying don't look at those, but they are such smaller expenses that it's not going to make that huge impact that you're looking for to really build up a sizable emergency fund. So what I suggest instead is focusing on those big boulders. So what the big boulders are, are when you're looking at your bank statement, where are you getting, having that biggest impact? So most people, that's probably going to be your rent or mortgage. You've got a huge payment there. If you have a car payment, especially now, that's probably a sizable payment. So what are those big payments that we have and how can we get creative with reducing those? Or my favorite is the big boulder of your income. How can we increase the income? Because what my, what I really want for everyone is that you don't have to cut things out because you have that extra income that's coming in and you can still live the lifestyle that you want to live. So focusing on those big boulders is going to get you that emergency fund a lot faster. I love that. And you know what? I'm guilty of looking at the small pebbles. That That's how you, know, you think, oh, I can cut here, cut here. But you're right. That's sense pretty much compared to when you're talking about the massive, the big chunks, it's the boulders, it's those big things. And the Bobby dude has really always been very keen on, he's always like, he says exactly what you say, you know, it's the big stuff, you know, how can you get rid of those payments or, you know, buckle down and take care of that. So yeah, really, really good stuff. So, so number two really is preparing now for a future tight money season. Do, do you get questions? So this is still on, you know, preparing when people say, I just can't see it yet. How do you help them through the negative, the doubt, the anxiety, because sometimes people can't see it yet? How did you overcome that? And how do you help those that you coach overcome that? It, that's so true. That's such a good point. I think money comes with a lot of like stories that we all have things from our childhood, even yeah, um, things that we, you know, it's, it's a, it's not just as simple as money. It's there's so much that comes along with that. So I heard something one time that I think can apply to money and a lot of other areas. And that is that we have to stop rehearsing unsupportive programming. And so that's what I tell myself. You can't necessarily stop the the thought from popping into your head, but I can stop rehearsing it. And so when that thought comes in of, for me, sometimes that is, who are you to, you know, you're just a mom. You don't, you're, you're not even a math person, you know, who are you to think that you can, you know, but to me, I will say to myself, "Mm, that's unsupportive. That's unsupportive. And so those are just some like things that I will say to myself to help. But I, I will say that most of us, when we start winning, we start feeling like I can really do this. And so if it's been a while since you've had a win in this area of your life, I would ask you, or I would ask you, if you were my client sitting in front of me, when was the last time that you had a win with your money and how can we get you a win quickly so that we can feel like, oh my goodness. Okay. I did that. So now what is that next win going to look like? Well, sometimes you just really need to have that win to help you feel like I've got this, I can do this. Oh my gosh. Very powerful. So, so powerful. We've never talked about this, how you do your, your story was don't be rehearsing 
this. You just say, nope, that's not it. And I tell everybody, I think probably from my first or second episode of the Amanda Rollett show, our mind is our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And we take things in to into our conscious mind. And the second we accept it, meaning when you start replaying it and rehearsing it, we accept it and it goes down to the subconscious to fiddle and you know muddle up our lives and our thinking. And if we just stop it at that point of conscious mind, and I say, ping it off, just ping it back into the universe. Nope. That's not me. That's not my story. <laughs> I love that. And so, but you say the same thing, but in, in a different way. And yeah, so I love, I love that. that because I do believe our minds are so powerful. And I also love that you are gentle in your approach to say, how can we get you that first win? If you haven't had a, a money win in a while, Ugh, so powerful, just wonderful, wonderful stuff. Okay. So We've tackled number one about the income increaser and the expense decreaser. We've talked about preparing for a tight money season. And the third thing that we're going to talk about is you say, get creative with how you provide great experiences for kids on a budget that your kids can still have a great childhood without having to overextend yourself financially. So please <laughs> enlighten us and the audience about how you have made that happen. Yeah. So this one I'm super passionate about because I have three kids at home myself and for a good chunk of time with them, we were in a really tight budget, but I just refused to like throw in the towel and say that that means that we don't get to do fun stuff as a family. Like that's just a non-negotiable. And so I think we just have to get creative. And what I always remind my mom friends is that what you're after is a feeling. And that's what we're going for is the feeling. We can be flexible with how we get to that feeling. So a lot of us think of, you know, the really fun, magical family vacations. And we think of that and those are great, but if it's not in your budget right now, how can we, how can we accomplish that same feeling just with a, doing it in a different way? And I'll share a quick story from our own family. When my daughter was really little, when we were on a tight budget, we live in California, so there's beaches and beaches are free. So we went to the beach one year and it was really fun. And then the next year we decided to find a different beach and we went to a different beach. And then I heard her telling someone, our family, we have a tradition that every year we go to a new beach. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean for that to be a tradition, but I guess she in her little mind saw that as this is what we do as a family. Every year we go visit a new place. And so we have carried on that tradition. She's 13 now. Every summer we find a new spot and we have made that our tradition and it doesn't cost anything. So that's what I mean by getting creative. Maybe you don't live in California. There's no beaches near you, but maybe the mountains are near you camping, visiting all of the parks, doing a summer oh bucket gosh. list. Yeah. There's State parks be, are everywhere. Yeah. So there's got to be a lot of different ways that you can have those same fun family traditions because really that's what your kids want. You know, that's what they want is they want that time with you and they want to feel special and they want to have that attention from you. So there's so many ways that you can do that without overextending yourself financially. 
Oh my gosh, such beauty in those words. And and my fam bam is all grown. Everybody knows, you know, that. But when we get together, you know, everybody always reminisces. And some of the greatest stories are just when we were hanging out together, whether it was either on a vacation or while we, you know, got together as they've gotten older. It's just really time, time spent in having fun, playing cards. You can just take in walks, picnics, playing basketball out on the court back there in the swimming pool, whatever it is, it's that time. And that's what they remember. So you're so right. And there's so many things that you can do to be creative when the finances just aren't there. I I love, love, love that. And thanks for sharing those stories. I mean, I think we can all find ourselves somewhere in that storyline. So Krista, talk to me a little bit about, let's just say somebody's in the audience, they find themselves and they're curious and they're like, oh my gosh, she's speaking to me. How do you begin working with somebody? What does that look like? Yeah. So initially what I was doing was just kind of helping moms one-on-one. I had a lot of people that as I started sharing would send me a message and say, can you help me? And so I kind of just started my business that way by helping people one-on-one. And I started to kind of develop a process that I felt like was pretty consistent with moms who are at that place where they're either just starting off their journey towards paying off debt and saving money, or they're sort of restarting that journey. And so I developed this process and decided, you know what, I think this would be really great in a group setting because when you're in that place, it can feel very isolating. It feels like I'm the only one, you know, my friends are all out there going out to the movies and doing all these fun things. And that's just not my reality right now. And it feels, it can feel isolating. So I developed this program called the overflow program and it's a four week program. I I walk the moms that are in it together through this process and after the four weeks, they have a, a plan to to carry them long after our time together. But it's been so great to watch them just start off feeling very unsure. And by the end of the four weeks, feel very confident in the plan that they have. Oh my gosh, I love that. So if I was sitting there going, well, I wonder when Krista's next overflow uh, workshop is going to begin. When would that be? Yeah, so we're actually right in the middle of one right now. So our next one is going to be starting up in April. Awesome. Awesome. So in the meantime, how can somebody learn a little bit more about you or reach out to you? How how would they do that? I mostly hang out over on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, Money Mindful Moms. And I also have a blog and it's just moneymindfulmoms.com. So it's pretty, pretty easy to find me over there. And both of those spots have a lot of free, free resources there for you. So if you are wanting to dip your toe in and and kind of see all the things that I have, please head over there and grab what you can and start using it and send me a message over there too. I'd love to hear from you. Even if you just need a little support or encouragement. And like I said, I know it can be a little isolating. So I'm here for answering questions and offering support. Oh, there is no doubt. Guys, you know, I'm sitting here with Krista and there's just genuineness that just pours out from her. So I just thank you so much for reaching out. You know, thank you for us, you know, making that connection because I truly, truly believe, you know, if we can help somebody achieve something, gain a goal, build a skill, then I believe that's what we're all called to do. When we help others get what they want, we always, you know, end up getting what we want, even if it's just this emotional feeling of that we we help support somebody reaching, striving to get better. 
that's what the Amanda Rollins show is all about. It is about yeah. supporting abundant living today in those areas, in all areas of our life. And today I'm just thrilled, Krista, that we got to talk about how we could do that in our finances because for whatever, you know, good, bad, better, worse, money drives what what we do, how we live life and, you know, the stories that we end up knowing or feeling about ourselves. And so any time that we can offer that support, I am so thrilled. So Chris Analgian, I thank you so very much. Any final thoughts and pearls of wisdom for our audience? Thank you, Amanda. This was really fun. I just want to offer some encouragement. You know, I've been asked before, why moms, why share with moms and not just sharing money tips in general. And I just really believe that, you know, that saying, if mama's not happy, no one's happy. I also believe that if mama's thriving, then everyone else is thriving. So I hope that our messages to you today all were encouraging to everyone that's listening. Without a doubt. Absolutely. So all right, everybody, call to action. Kind of think about this. If uh, Krista, if something that she said resonated with you, reach out to her and uh, check her out. And I wish everybody a wonderful rest of your week. Have a great, great day. And uh, we'll see you again next time for another episode of the Amanda Rollert Show. Krista, joining me as we tell our audience. Bye-bye. Bye, friends. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.